Hey, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports, Minnesota's podcast network. On today's show, I'm excited. Sunday, the Packers play the Vikings, and guess what? We probably have the start and safety for this Sunday's game, but definitely going to be a big-time contributor alongside Lewis Seen and Harrison Smith. So we're going to check in with Cam Bynum, former fourth-round draft pick to the Minnesota Vikings. He, we're going to talk to him a little bit about draft day because he did something very unique that I probably couldn't have done in my day because TikTok didn't exist. But nowadays, players can make a different type of intro and splash when they're drafted by a team. Cam Bynum is going to tell us back about that. And then we also have the Daily Three. Looking forward to it. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. On today's show, as I mentioned, he's coming up. Just stay tuned. Cam Bynum, Vikings, safety, alongside Lewisine and Harrison Smith, as I talked about. It's going to be one of the, the funnest defenses, I think, to watch early on. Brian Osamoa and this new 3-4, Eric Kendricks. But before we get to Cam Bynum, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota for endless Vikings talk during the football season. It's free and available on LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Minnesota or wherever you get your podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and a review. Also comment, let us know what you think about the show, any topics, we wanna see what you have to say as well. And tell your friends all about the shows on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Well, as promised, we got Cam Bynum, Vikings, safety, former cornerback. We'll talk to him a little bit about that, but he's gonna join me on the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. Uh, Cam, man, I wanna thank you for joining me today. So jumping into this first year rookie, let's get this out the way. Uh, when I was drafted, so and they're going to point out later, I think we were drafted in the same round. I was drafted in the fourth round of the Ravens. <clears throat> uh, I wasn't able to do like the video stuff you're doing. One, I was supposed to be drafted in the third, end up getting the pick traded. It was like a weird deal. Uh, but you got to do a video uh, running out, you know, jumping, doing a backflip into a lake. Uh, at what point? Because I know DBs, man, like you new age kids, you guys think about this stuff ahead of time. At what point do you realize, you know, like on draft day, this is what I want to do? Or was that completely spontaneous? Um, I knew I needed to do something. Cause me, I'm, I'm a fun person. So I knew I got to, we all got to jump in the lake. My whole family, we all got to run out there. We got to have some music. So regardless, I knew I was going to do something crazy. I, I knew it was something jumping in that water. So um, the fact that I was able to have my family there and everybody jump in with me, that, that was even better. So, yeah, I got to make everything fun. <laughs> and you nailed the flip. Because that's the thing. Like, something like that, you can't do more than one take of that video. Like, if you had missed the right. flip or you had slipped on the dock or something and landed in the water, like, <laughs> you'd have to dry off, change. W were there a couple teams that you were like, this is possible where I'm going to go? Um, no, I had... It didn't show in the video, but around the whole balcony of that lake house, I had every every team up there, every flag. Okay. So we had all we bought all thirty two, um, and to get our money back, we returned thirty one flags. <laughs> yeah, we bought, yeah, I'm getting my money back for that. So we bought all the flags for every team, sent it right back to Amazon after. We need that money back. <laughs> But man, hey, like you, you got you getting paid now though. Like you could have, you could have, and see this. Maybe you want to do this though. You keep all the flags. Every time you travel, you keep one with you to the team you're going to play. Get one of the players to sign it, and then you can raffle it off later for charity. 
See what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta think about your charitable, your charitable I didn't uh, get, I, you didn't I think that far. That, that signing that signing bonus didn't come in yet, so I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a struggling rookie. <laughs> oh, so you you didn't have the NILs yet. The NILs hadn't happened for Cal. Because yeah, USC, yeah. USC players, I mean, Reggie Bush, you, they were getting paid in, in, in USC. So, Cal, you guys weren't getting paid then, clearly. No, nah, we weren't. Yeah, and we were living in the Bay Area, paying <laughs> paying 3600 3, for an apartment in the Bay Area. We, I, I was still living oh, off the man. stipend. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so let's jump into this football, man. So, you, you jumped out there early. And your 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 rookie year got a chance to play uh, a bunch, but you were a cornerback your entire mm -hmm. college career. You're one of the only Cal players. It says you started all 42 games from 2017 to 2020, all at corner. You were the only Cal player to do that to start every game in that four year span. And then you get asked to play safety. Was that just the Vikings, or were a few teams ask you about playing safety? Um, every single team I interviewed said, we, are you willing to play safety? Would you do it if we asked you to? And obviously mm -hmm. you're going through the draft process. You'll do whatever a team asks of you. So I'm like, it, whatever gets me on the field, I'll play. But as soon as they called me and said, we're going to draft you, they said, we're going to turn you in as a safety. I was like, let's get it. And but you play corner. So my question now, and so looking at Ed Donatel's defense, and you know, I, I have a little insight to to it. I, I know I know Daryl Reed, Peyton Manning, guys that played for him uh, in Denver. There are some tricky things that come up with this defense. So how are because you haven't done it in a while? How are your true cornerback skills? Like, can you still drop down into the box and cover like a slot or a tight end with no problem? Yeah, that's where that's where I love to do. Like when I'm playing safety, if there's a if there's any chance for me to go cover, I, that's why I like playing to the field. So now I can get, I can guard the slots and guard the people that are in space. And I like being in space. So that's my, that's where I feel like my competitive advantage is being a safety, still having all that time playing corner. I feel like I can cover any tight end, go down there. If I got to cover a slot, I can do that too. So that's where I'm, I'm glad I, I was able to play corner that long. So now moving to safety, really the only big adjustment was the mental part, which is a mm -hmm. big adjustment. Physically, it obviously playing safety. You're asked to do a lot less man-to-man -man stuff than a corner would be doing. So, uh, physically, it's easier. Mentally, way tougher. And, and Justin Jefferson, have you? Because you play corner, so have you done one-on-ones in practice with like help against him or Adam Thielen? Um, not one-on-ones, but for sure going against them covering, and it's all it's always a tough rep, regardless. Whatever you play, if you if you're a ten-year vet at corner, if you're mm -hmm. A rookie whatever regardless going against them too that's always going to be a grind so um have have had a lot of good reps going against some good competitive reps and i love going against them because if you're able to cover them or practice coming game time you can cover anybody and let's fast forward so sunday 3 25 p.m uh against the packers border battle uh i'm not from here i'm from detroit i just ended up moving back to minnesota after i got done playing in nfl my wife's from here so we just moved back to minnesota uh, so I, I understand the rivalry because the Gophers Badgers probably similar to Cal Stanford. Mm -hmm. um, right. What are you looking forward to with like opening in a because noon or a noon kickoff is a lot of games. Three twenty five. There's only about three, two to three games. So everybody's right. gonna be tuning in to this Packers Vikings game. What are you looking forward to? I just know the energy in the stadium is gonna be jumping. First home game, rivalry game, and just. I don't know. It feels like it's been forever since we played football. I, I didn't play a lot of preseason, just played a quarter in the first game. So I feel like mm -hmm. I haven't played football 
in forever. So I'm, I just can't wait to be out there, feel the energy. First home game too. So I'm just, I, I cannot wait. And so we think about swag. When you look at when you look at your swag and you're getting ready for the game, because I know something like Justin Jefferson, we already know, like he's got the sunglasses on, yeah, he's doing all the stuff. Yeah, like where would great. you rate where would you rate your swag as far as what you think about you and then where you kind of match up? Because Harrison Smith is a different type of swag. Like he's like a murderer type of swag. Like it's a killer, yeah, you know, hit thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> where would for you me, rate your for swag me? on your own and then with the room? Yeah. I'm I'm bottom tier. Because I like being simple. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna come on here and lie saying I'm swaggy. I like wearing as little as possible. So all I do is just black wrist tape, black gloves, because that's something we've been I've been doing since college, wearing all black. Okay. So black black gloves. So that's really I don't really care for the looks. I don't want to look weak out there. Last year was tough. I was number forty three. I was number forty three, so I was like, I can't even try I can't even try and swag out this number. But now I got number twenty four, so I'm like, okay, look here, I gotta I gotta at least put a towel on this year. I have a towel, but I'm gonna still rock the same wrist tape, same black gloves. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because numbers like I, I was trying to explain that to people because we talked about, you know, Cam uh, Dantzler getting number three back. We talked about Dalvin Cook getting number right. four back. I had Adam Thielen on on the podcast earlier in the year and same thing. He talked about his his because I, I, I've been here. Since, I've been working for the Vikings since he was a rookie. So I remember when Adam okay. came in, he his swag was trash when he first got yeah, here. Me. And now all of a sudden, yeah, yeah now he's, he's doing the gritty and, he, you know, so he swaggied it up a little bit. But I'm glad you point out the number like. Why was number 24 important for you to try to get back? Um, one, I've been wearing it all my life. Um, back in youth football, um, I changed, I, I got that number the same year Kobe ended up changing his number. And I was always, I grew up in Southern California. So Kobe's been my favorite athlete forever. So from a young age, I started wearing number 24 and wore it through high school, through college and got to, got to, uh, the NFL and they said, here's your options, 43, number 49, or 37. <laughs> I said, uh, give me 43. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, I, I go I go through the mud my rookie year, and then um, the number ended up freeing up this year. So I said, I text our, our guy, our equipment dude, and he said, All right, if no rookie, if no rookie draft guide needs it, then then I guess you could take it. And I was like, Bet. And thankfully, uh, Nobody took it, so I, it was freed up. So I was like, "Yes." <laughs> that's that's like that was probably like the the most you probably attacked. Like getting drafted was a tough one, but I bet waiting for for Dennis Ryan to respond to let you know that or or Adam because Adam was my equipment guy with the Gophers, so he's been around for a while. Okay. But, um, right. Like I wonder. Like I know that was a little bit too. Like oh man, I hope nobody gets drafted at once twenty four because I mean it, it it's something to the number. Like people don't understand how important yeah. like getting your number is. Right. I was surprised nobody took it. That means more plays exactly. in. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So when you when you look at yourself, you know, in this Packer game, because, um, you know, manifestation is huge. We know that, uh, you know, uh, P.J. Fleck with the Gophers, Gophers head coach, him and Sean McVay talk about uh, meditating and, and, and manifesting and, and really just, you know, mental health awareness, you know, taking to yourself, getting your time. When you sit to yourself, because uh, you got to go through, I mean, I've been through it. So you got the grueling Wednesday you got the grueling Thursday, you got an easier Friday, and then you got the simple Saturday with maybe a, a meal here and there. But, you know, you guys, do you, I don't know if you guys still, do you guys still have to go to the Hilton or do you get to stay home? Uh, we go to the hotel right across from the facility. 
Okay. Oh, wow. You got the Omni now. Yeah. So y'all are big time. Yeah. So, right you know, there. you got so the, nice <laughs> you got the Omni hotel. Uh, but as you're sitting in your room, you know, whether it's call of duty, whatever it is, like, what do you do to mentally like see yourself making plays on Sunday? I prepare and watch a crazy amount of tape. So for me, I draw up routes, I have a whiteboard. So I just literally go through everything possibly I can get. And I narrow narrow it down to be like, okay, if I see this and this coverage, this has to be my play. And this has to be my play. So I try not to overcomplicate and watch too much where you just, you're kind of, and you anticipate, but you don't, I don't want to be out there guessing, okay, I saw this on film. So I'm going to guess and hope I get it. I need to, I get to a point where I can expect certain things and certain coverages. And if they end up running it, that's That has to be the play I make. And, and again, jumping the route, my dad played corner. He played a little bit of safety too, but he's mainly a corner back with, you know, Mel Blunt, Donnie Shell, uh, Tony Dungy, Rocky Blyer, like Mike Wagner, um, you know, the steel curtain with the Steelers. And so when you think about, I mean, he always talked to me about that. Don't give it away too much as a receiver, blah, blah. He would help me through a lot of that. When you think about Harrison Smith though, because Anthony Harris told us this, uh, Lewis Seen came on early in the year. He bought it up too. Harrison Smith takes a lot of chances sometimes. And as a safety, you just have to back him up and like, he's going to go. Right. What have you learned exactly. from him on that? Like shooting your gun sometimes when maybe you might be wrong, but just like, Hey, if I'm right, it's going to be a big play. What have you learned from him on that? One thing, one thing he taught me is uh, just watch the quarterback. Quarterback's going to take you where the ball is going to be. Cause he's the only, only guy in the stadium that knows where the ball is going to end up. Cause he's obviously the one throwing it. So Everything he does, it might look like he's freelancing, which I mean, maybe sometimes, but <laughs> he's playing safety and he's in his zone. He's literally reading the quarterback and the quarterback's taking him to the ball. So um, he really, I like how he simplifies things and he really changed my mindset of like, it's like once you clear your read, just stare at the quarterback. And as a safety, obviously me as a corner, formerly a corner, that's something I had to get, get um, trained myself to stop looking at my man so heavily because you're playing corner your man coverage your main priority is to stare at your guy and don't lose him so me i had to shift my focus to be okay what's my job okay now get to the quarterback so i can make a play because there's there's times where you don't have a man technically as a safety but one thing harry taught me is as soon as you're as soon as you're good you can go and find that that ball and we got viking safety cam buying them on on the ron johnson show uh, a couple quick ones before we get to the daily three uh, when you think about college football, I'm taking you back to your college football days. Cal was in the Pac-12, or is in the Pac-12. Uh, you look at yeah. Oregon, you look at Stanford. Now teams are trying to come to the Big Ten. Like personally, when you see your conference possibly either dissolving or trying to find a way to stay afloat if you know all these teams want to come to the Big Ten, uh, what do you think about that as of late? Because now Stanford's talking about doing it as well. You're going to lose USC, uh, UCLA. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I try not to think about it too heavy because at the end of the day, they still got to still gotta play football, still got to play certain teams, and still got to be good. So I don't mm -hmm. think, um, obviously, it's there's a lot more stuff involved, like money, um, yep. more recognition, which is nice because all the Pac-12 games are played on the West Coast at 7 at night, so nobody can watch their <laughs> games on the East yep. Coast. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I can't really give my opinion on it because there's there's a lot more to it than just wanting to play better teams. But at the end of the day, you gotta you're either gonna beat these teams or you're gonna lose. So if you're not if you're not balling in the Pac-12, I don't see why people try and move to a bigger conference. Like when when you're when your conference first, then then try and move up to the 
the quote unquote bigger and better better conferences. And Cal has some iconic moments. I mean, you got the Stanford game, uh, you got the Deshaun Jackson uh, plays, but you the one that sticks out to me, I don't know why, but Marshawn Lynch stealing the or not stealing, borrowing the cart and, and oh. goes riding it around the field. Uh, when you when you saw that, because now you know you were there. I'm pretty sure coaches showed it at some point. Uh, what what was the talk about like Marshawn Lynch? Like how is he seen around that campus? Oh, he's he's a legend over there. I remember my freshman year, we uh, we had a game in Australia, and so we were practicing out there. We were, we did ten days in Australia, and this dude Marshawn came up to practice in pads and practice <laughs> against us. And when I tell you. He, he came out there on the scout team and started running dudes over like it was bad. <laughs> so everything he does is just is just hilarious. So yeah, he's a legend out there. He always just pulls up random times, uh, comes to our walkthroughs. Like there's certain times when he would just randomly pull up out of nowhere, practice with us, or come to our walkthrough just watching, or pull up and park his Rolls Royce in the middle of the street and go get a. <laughs> at a restaurant like he Marshawn is always Marshawn that's the funniest thing oh man <laughs> all right so last one we're gonna jump into daily throughout this last one but when you wake up Monday morning after the Vikings Packers game uh for you to have had a good game what do you think or what did you want to have happened first and foremost a win um then that says a secondary no explosive plays um obviously give them no touchdowns we just have I have a high standard for us so most importantly, you got to win. You can't be satisfied. I don't care how good of a game we have as a secondary. And if we're giving up plays and, and we don't win, if we, if we make get a bunch of picks but don't win, we didn't do enough. So uh, winning first and foremost, and then just have a clean game overall, then the plays will come. Well, that's Cam Bynum hanging out with Ron Johnson. Up next, me, Cam, and Sam. Cam and Sam, that rhymes. I like that, cat in the hat. We're going to do the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. And before we get to the Daily Three, let me tell you about Built Bar and the Built Bar Puffs. If you're not eating the Built Bar Puffs, what are you doing? You're depriving yourself. You got to get a hold of these things, these delicious, indulgent cookie dough chunk puffs. They're unbelievable with their light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks covered in 100% real chocolate, all the joys of eating cookie dough, but, but, 15 grams of protein and only 160 calories. They are made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs it more efficiently, provides a ton of health benefits, so it tastes good and it's good for you. What a combination. You're going to love them, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, and you can get them at Built.com with the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. So buy a bunch of them. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, three fun questions, and I, I love this because – this is airing on September 8th. 20 years ago today, Ron Johnson, you had your first NFL touchdown. Um, so in these three <laughs> minutes, Ron, I want you to reflect on your first NFL touchdown because of this big anniversary. You can, you, you can go first, Ron. And then Cam, I want you to think back to last year, your first NFL interception. Take me through the day. Take me through the play, what you saw, what you remember about that moment. We'll start with Ron about his first touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't remember that until you guys told me earlier. But, yeah, it was against the Panthers. Uh, it was the first game of the season, my rookie year. Uh, play wasn't supposed to go to me. Travis Taylor 
was probably going to run that route, but he got hurt the play before on the deep ball, fell on his shoulder. So then we had to switch because he said his shoulder hurt. So when we're coming down, like no huddle, he doesn't want it because he's like my shoulder, like he felt like his shoulder was out. So he jumps out. I go to the slot, which normally I'm not the slot guy because I'm 6'3", 230 pounds, but I'm like, screw it. I'll go in the slot. And it's a slant and go. And uh, safety bit, quarterback threw it to the back of the end zone. But I learned my first lesson of they challenged it because they didn't think I got my feet down. Uh, and then that was my first NFL challenge as well. They gave me the challenge, and uh, it was my first touchdown. I didn't keep the ball, though, because I was dumb. I didn't realize you're supposed to do that. Uh, but thank God my quarterback, Chris Redmond, did. He ended up bringing it to the plane later saying, hey, uh, somebody told me you never grabbed the ball after your touchdown. So, yeah, still have it in my basement, first NFL touchdown. Uh, it was, it was, you know, it was a good day. We won. We, I think we lost the game though. So I don't, I'm pretty sure we lost that game. Cause that was like Steve Smith, Jake DeLome, uh, all the guys at Cam probably played with like the Madden universe or, uh, whatever Madden. alumni <laughs> games he played in. <laughs> that was, yeah, 20 years ago. That's a long time. But Cam, what about you, man? What was your first year? I know yours was the Ravens. Cause I knew that was my team. So. Yeah. Yep. So, um, let's see. It was, it was during a two minute drill. So the biggest incentive is to get off the field so you don't have to go through that that super tired drive where everybody's dying and trying to get off the field. So I'm like, let's let's get let's make this quick. So we get out there and it's three by one. I'm playing the backside safety. So I have three vertical. Um, and I remember during that week in practice, we had that on the scout cards a bunch of times. And there's times I give it up, sometimes I get there too early. And to where it exposed my corner. So I, I, during the whole week, I had to find that gray area of take the quarterback off the corner to make it easier on the corner so he's not just over there one-on-one. -on -one. But I also have to get to my responsibility. And so and because I was playing free safety that game, and normally I would practice, I'd practice all season playing strong safety, so I'd be to the field. But in that game, I was in the boundary because Harry, he was obviously at COVID that game, and we found out he tested positive that morning. So... I just had to go out there and just just play ball. So I remember me getting that play all through practice that week and for the little reps I got. So I saw it, I was like, oh, this is it, this is it. And just ran over there from my life. I, it felt slow motion. He, he ended up throwing it to number three, trying to split the middle of the field because we were in split safety defense and I had to make a play. So funny, you I probably can't see too. it, but I, I'll talk, talk about this later. I'll have Sam post it. But I actually tweeted that. So I, I do the go, I do the, the post game uh, for K-Fan. And so I actually looked it up because you were, as you were talking, I read the tweet. You literally did exactly what Harrison Smith told you to do, which is you read Lamar. That's my tweet. I said, I don't know yeah. how he saw it. I said he read Jackson's eyes and broke on the ball because every route was going the other way and you went opposite everybody else. And so right, you just exactly. broke. You must have saw Lamar Jackson look that way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there it goes. Harrison Smith got your first interception. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. I love that. Um, another thing that you two share is that you're both fourth round picks. And I know we talked about the big moment earlier, Cam, where you got drafted, but I'm, I'm curious, and Ron, you can go first again. What was it like that Friday night, kind of sitting, wondering where you're going to get picked, who's going to pick you? Uh, is that a long Friday night? Is that a difficult wait to get to that third day of the draft? For me, I was the ninth or eighth overall receiver in that draft. So it, I could have been first round, second round, third. It was nobody, you know, but that year we only took two receivers in the first round, which was rare. We had so many defense. Like that was the year where two guys from the same team went one and two, Julius Peppers, 
um, I think. And then Ryan Sims, like top five as well. So two guys from the same team in the top five at North Carolina. Uh, we had a bunch of quarterbacks, Joey Harrington and, you know, Randall, all those guys. So I ended up dropping to the third. And then, of course, then the Browns traded that pick to the Ravens, which they ended up getting me and a punter. Um, so, yeah, it was a long day because originally I'd been sitting there waiting for the, the at least second, third round. And then, you know, day, day two came and it was round four, which I was glad, though, because going to the Ravens, they had no other receivers. So, but yeah, it was it was nerve wracking. I remember sitting in my room at home. And I didn't want to have a party. I didn't do all because I just was I was so nervous. Uh, I don't know why, but I just was. So yeah, it was nerve wracking. Yeah, for me, um, let's see. Throughout the whole process, one thing I told my agent, told my coaches from college, I told them I don't want to hear where I'm projected. I don't want to. Don't tell if you get anything from coaches or whatever. Don't tell me what round I'm going in because I don't. I know a lot of people. Like, oh, I'm about to go first round. I'm about to go second round. Then they go third round, and they're all disappointed. Mm -hmm. So yep. for me, I told them, don't tell me anything. I'm I'm happy wherever, and I know I'm going to do my do the best I can to play as well as I can once I get there and make the team, and I'm in control of my own destiny with that. So for me, I was I was happy regardless. So first round day, day of my life, second round, second round day, second and third round, I was having the time of my life still. Day three came, got drafted, and still had the time of my life. So that was that's some of the funnest three days I've had. All my family at a lake house, a bunch of my friends, old teammates. Um, yeah, we all went up there, and nobody had any expectations where I'd get drafted because we knew regardless of where I go, I'm gonna be thankful, be grateful for it. So yeah, regardless. Who, who called you, went, Cam? Was it was it Rick or was it somebody else? Yeah, it was Rick. It was Rick. Yeah, see, I should I should send you back in time. 20 years ago and then talk to my talk to me talk to my younger self and say hey don't don't stress out like put you in a time capsule like uh i don't know if you ever seen back to the future you might be too young for those movies but back to the future they used to always do that they would send somebody back in the delorean and then he'd try to go explain something to somebody help them out for the future if you if you need a movie to watch just watch back to the future if you haven't seen it yet check them out i've it's seen it but i watched it when i was real young it's such an old oh. movie that the the scenes in the future are like are 2015. Now. Yeah, like right. we're already past yeah. the future. That's scenes. <laughs> like flying cars and stuff. Um, all right, last one. Last one, and then we'll get out of here. We um, do have hoverboards, though. They had the hoverboards. Ours just yeah. are wheels, but that was the thing. Like, we're, so they we're not for, and, the, and the Nike the Nike <laughs> shoes that lace themselves up. Michael J. Fox, oh, eventually they, they made Nike. Made, yeah, that was in the movie they back did. then, though. It was lace yourself up shoes, and it became a thing now. So. Hey, we're there. <laughs> we're so and they old. called the Cubs winning the World Series, too. They, they got a lot right. They did. They um, did get that one right. Last one. Ron and Cam, who is someone that took you under your wing as a rookie? So, Ron, again, we'll start with you. 2002 in Baltimore. Who is that person that, uh, that you leaned on? So this is a weird one. He wasn't an offensive guy. Uh, Ray Lewis, actually, because his locker was – it was me, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis. And so Ray would, you know, talk to me and Ed all the time about being a veteran, uh, not just being a pro, but being a veteran, like being a, a vet, like how, even though we're rookies, like this, how you, this, how you act, this is what you show up to uh, be careful of these type of parties. And, and then literally like I got there the year after he was allegedly, you know, his friend had murdered somebody allegedly. So he was a different guy. Like he was always watching his back. He was trying to help us out with that stuff being careful about girl. I mean, I got some stories I can't tell on cam, but on camera, I mean, but you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff he told us. Uh, so I'd say Ray Lewis was one and then Brandon Stokely. So Brandon Stokely, 
was the older receiver when I was there. Him and Todd Heap, because uh, I kind of play receiver tight end. Uh, those two as well, uh, which was actually very impactful because Todd Heap was a Mormon. So kind of learning, you know, the ins and outs of, of his life and then, you know, kind of looking being a Christian and a Mormon, like hanging out. It was, it was a lot of fun, like on those plane rides, the buses for those three years with those guys. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, but those are the guys. I see Ed Reed – or not Ed Reed, sorry, Ray Lewis, Todd Heap, and Brandon Stokely were kind of three that, you know, kind of I gravitated to. Okay, for me, um, from a distance kind of, it's more from a distance, um, Harry. He was a huge help to me, obviously. Um, I I went out of my way, and he, he obviously welcomed it for me to ask as many questions as possible. But even more than that, uh, more than me asking a bunch of questions, I would just observe the way he practiced, him and Pat Pete also, and even um, Xavier Woods from last year, just the way they practiced and went about everything. Um, I, tr I treated that as them taking me under my wing or the, under their wing uh, just because of the way that they, they operated on the daily. So even without them like coming up to me, telling me do this, do this, and do that, just me being able to watch them, see them set that example, that was that was more impactful than anything um, for me. So that was a big part of my development, and um, just especially me asking a bunch of questions when I was new at playing safety. Those are guys I had to lean on to be like, okay, what'd you see here? Why'd you do that? And even my coaches, I used to bug my coach, my DB coach last year, send him videos every single day. What I do wrong here? <laughs> what did he do here? I was probably I was probably annoying, but he said he's like. Let me know if you need anything. So I was sending a video every day, drawing something up on the board, send him a picture of it. What would I do here? So I'd say, yeah, just my whole DB room last year. Everybody was because I was the only rookie DB. So I was the I was the baby in there asking all the questions. But I didn't have I didn't have too much pride on that. So I was just asking whatever. Hey, there's no dumb questions. So I know your coach is probably sitting there like, yep, I told him to do it. And he's doing it. So no, that's smart though, man. You gotta, you gotta ask. If you don't know, I tell my daughter that all the time. Tell her coach, if you don't know, ask him. Like he will, he will help exactly. you out. Uh, but no, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson. No, I'm listening. Yep, go. I was saying they getting, they getting paid to answer my questions. So I'm gonna make exactly. them earn their money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it for today's show. That's Cam Bynum. I'm Ron Johnson. Sam Extra, my producer, I want to thank him. Matt DeBritz working the keys back there. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. This is the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. Please like, comment, let us know. What do you guys think about Cam's celebration? Is he going to be the next great safety in Vikings history? And Vikings-Packers game. What do you think it's going to take for the Vikings to win? Please comment below and have a great day.